0: Welcome to the May Contain Wine podcast, brought to you by Wine, Women, and Wellbeing. I'm your host, Lisa Webb, and together we're going to get to know incredible women doing all kinds of interesting things. So grab a glass and get ready to be inspired by the amazing women in our global community. Today we are talking with Amel Daragi, who is a business and marketing coach. She is a speaker. The founder and podcast host at Tandem Nomads. Amel has been on the front cover of Forbes magazine. She has spoken at Forbes Women of Impact conference. And what Amel does is she helps people get their businesses to a place where they are portable, whether that means you want to start a new business somewhere else in the world, or whether you need to make a shift in your current business or you want to work from home. Amel will help you get there, and she gives us all the tips, tricks, and the encouragement we need to know that we can do the damn thing. Hello, my friends. Today, I am here with Amel
1: Deregi. Hello, Amel. How are you? Hello, Lisa. I'm excited to be here. and really can't wait for this conversation. I know. I It's been a long time since
0: I've talked to you. Um, why don't you... We'll tell everyone later how, how we connected, but why don't you tell us about you? My
1: journey starts... Um... I often say people ask me, how do you, did you start your business? Like, and I often say it wasn't a choice. It was a necessity in my case. Mm-hmm. So I've always wanted to be an entrepreneur, but the way it started was not because I decided I just didn't have a choice. And it started with me falling in love <laughs> with someone who lived far away. So I I've been raised on the move my whole life. I am what tradition is called a third culture kid, And uh, my parents are diplomat. I've been raised on the move. And by the age of 20, I was like, I'm done. I will never move again. And my career is everything for me. I'm just gonna go full on. And by the way, mom, dad, I will never get married and I will never give up my career for a man. Just for you to know.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Never, (laughs) never, never, never say never.
1: (laughs) Never say never. So a few months later, funny enough, I went to visit my parents. I was living in France by then, and studying, I studied in France for a long time. That's something we have in common as well. Mm -hmm. Our love for France and I actually started my career in advertising there. I've also worked a little bit in the U.S. at some point, but uh, my career really picked up in the in, in France in advertising. And um, and then during my holidays, I went to visit my parents and met my husband in Iran. They used to live at in Iran at the time, and my husband, who's Austrian, was also posted there. I originally come from Algeria. I was born in India and raised in many countries, just to make it short, right? (laughs) I have a very thick passport. (laughs) (laughs) Thick passport. My husband often says it's the story of an Algerian girl born in India, living in France, meeting an Austrian guy at a Turkish party in Iran. (laughs) That's a good story. So things started that I fell in love and I really didn't think I would give up my job, but there was no other way. Um, So I did give up my career and started my business right away uh, in Iran as a consultant in marketing. So I've been doing that for many years as a consultant and my husband has a job that takes him from country to another um, regularly. And I knew that going looking for a job in Iran was not the solution because I've lived this life before and I know that you cannot build a sustainable career and grow your revenue, grow your, your pedigree, grow your resume if you keep changing jobs in countries mm-hmm. all the time. So I immediately started my business as a consultant and a, It was still 2010 by then. There was no all the technologies that are out there today and everything like that. Very quickly, I started looking for resources to help me become successful in my business. But I struggled because all the mentors I had, and by the way, a lot of them were men too, and that didn't help, didn't understand the context of my life and how I actually needed to build a business that was portable because what happened in Iran in my first experience when I started my business I was really excited very I mean you arrive in your country you make your network and then things start picking up and you start getting big contract and then it's time to go mm-hmm. and I had to give up all my great contracts to people who never worked as hard as I did to to continue fulfill my contracts um, so immediately I was like how can my business be portable so that had become an An obsession of mine. How can I make sure that I feel keep moving is not just like giving up a job? How can I build a business model that's portable? So that became a little bit of mon chemin de croisade, like we say in French. I don't know how we say that in English. Uh, My full purpose and obsession. And the second thing that happened to me along the moves with my husband is also to meet with other women in my situation who had to give up their careers to support their families and their partners, and and actually just lost so much confidence, lost, couldn't find a way to keep up with their careers. And in certain cases, and that's where I started wondering, what can I do? I had some cases around me that were terrible of really bad marriages and financial dependence led to putting these women who are very smart and successful before in a very, very vulnerable situation. Mm-hmm. I had a case of a woman who actually gave up her career and 20 years later, her husband cheats on her and even tells her, you pack your stuff, you go, and you don't even get to keep your kids,
0: Mm -hmm. right?
1: And she goes back home, which is not home anymore after 20 years. Of
0: course not. And you
1: have no social security, no unemployment, nothing to be able to redo your life at the age of 50 or so. So this has really got me into my guts along the years. I was really obsessed about this and trying to talk about it with other expat women as well, like me, it was a big taboo. It was a big I, taboo. Can I don't see how know if that you- would be because
0: <laughs> some people experience a loss of sense of self. Mm-hmm. And I've been there myself because while well, this is my career, this is who I am. And then like when I, when I left Canada the first time, well, who are you if you're not a teacher? And then I created this, I was Canadian expat mom. And when we decided that we were coming back to Canada, people were like, what's going to happen to Canadian expat mom. And now here I am in Canada and I've created something else. And then leaving again, people, well, what's it's always, what's going to happen. So we need to find a way to maintain a sense of self, mm-hmm. but, but also Amel, you can tell me if I'm wrong, but sometimes people maybe aren't ready to, um, acknowledge that maybe they're feeling that way. Like, I feel like you have to get there and realize, because I remember when I first laughed, I was like, well, I was just sad. I was Mm -hmm. just sad, but I didn't know why or how, or where to go or where to look. And so it's a bit of a process kind of like when someone loses their job, if, if they're in a traditional sense and they're not an expat and they've lived in the same city their whole life and that job was their identity, when they lose their job, yes. well, who am I if I don't have this
1: job? Yes. Oh my God. You know what? We should do another episode just on this one. <laughs> really? Because I could go on and on on this topic of identity <laughs> and professional life and in Korea, a hundred percent. You know, my my identity was attached to my career and so many women as well mm-hmm. uh, who were like ambitious with their careers as well. But that's where I realized I needed to do something about this situation because I could see how it was hard to see that it didn't have to be this way. It didn't have to be that, And there were solutions. Mm-hmm. So when I was I was trying to figure out what can I do to bring awareness around that and that's when many years later when I arrived in New York, so we went Iran, then Austria, then New York while running my portable business as a consultant, I decided to start this podcast called Tandem Nomads that was about bringing awareness about this, saying you don't have to give up everything and your identity you don't have to reinvent yourself you know how the speech in the is all about reinvention i'm like no 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 you don't start from scratch mm-hmm. you build up on what you already have and how do you transform your unique talents and your unique gifts into a business that's portable yes. and a business that brings you consistency along this lifestyle and now with COVID and and even before COVID, I started seeing this trend of more when women who want flexibility and freedom of lifestyle. So the portable business is not just for the expats; it's also for um, for people who want to have be to be free of their choices and not depend on a boss and being like dependent a lot of my clients are women who have kids and want to be present for their kids. For example, they want to be able to have the time to spend quality time with their partners and their children and having a portable business allows to design it the way that works for you as well. And, I wanted to bring that awareness, and thanks to the podcast, I finally could do it somehow. Uh, share what is a portable business, why you don't have to start from scratch, and 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 um, just talking about like I say, entrepreneurship as the solution um, to career challenges, but also as a way to turn challenges into amazing opportunities. And again, the pandemic is another example of how it has been an amazing opportunity as sad as it is and terrible it's been for a lot of people I've also seen a lot of opportunities for many to see the world in a different perspective and find new ways to live their lives and run their businesses so yeah I don't know if I I try to go all over the place here no that's good and
0: and I do think that a lot of people and I've said this countless times now um when I compare the journey that I've had that you've had as an expat and this, this opportunity to, to pivot. Cause that's the word of the year here. Mm-hmm. That's what everyone's doing. Now we're, we're as people who have started life over in different places, we've been forced to pivot. And I do think it's funny because you, you take your gifts and your talents, like you said, like I always had this leader inside of me. My master's is an educational leadership. That's, that's just in me. And I've Mm -hmm. always liked to be social. And I've just found myself like when my kids were babies, I was put in charge of the, the baby group for Anglophone kids. And then we were in another place and I was the head of the social committee for the women's organization and I was doing books. And again, these are things when I started writing my children's books and doing the expat books. Never did I think I was going to come to Canada and start a community for women. And now in that community, just like the expat books, we are doing a whole series of books that are anthologies written by women to share their experiences to help other women. So I'm still, without even knowing that I was doing
1: that, that you take what you know and you use it, right? You didn't start from scratch, you know, everything comes together. And that's what I tell my clients often say, It's piece by piece. You're not starting from scratch. And once you get there, you will finally see how everything you've done so far is coming together now. Yes. Like your book and like you started with this book and look at how that experience is actually helping you today grow
0: this amazing. And it's funny because now this community for women and there's women like you, you're in New York, I'm in Calgary and we are both like have this past and are going to have this future that looks a certain way yet. And I was on your podcast back when I lived in Indonesia, which felt like I had was dripping babies at that point in my life. Um, And now here you are on, on my podcast and it, but I never, I never would have thought that because you don't know where the path is going to lead. And I think that's important for people who are in the middle of this shift because of what the pandemic has put upon them or the situation that they've been put in. Mm -hmm. So right now people are being forced to make a change that maybe they otherwise wouldn't have made Mm, and so people who um who move for work or have jobs that relocate them you're forced into those situations where you might try something that you wouldn't have otherwise tried and i think that you know people who have lost their jobs or um been forced to move their jobs online. And well, that's basically the whole world and everything right now We're we're forced to look at things a little bit differently. So if, if you were talking to someone who either has to move their business online or they want to become a digital nomad or start to work from home or, or start a side hustle, what's, what's some tips that you would give to them just starting out?
1: So that is a great question. And and I I would go very practical, actually. First of all, we, I think we made the statement, but I'm just going to reiterate it. I think that great business ideas, um, because if we want to start this life, we obviously have to look for a business idea, right? Mm-hmm. And, and a lot of people would say, oh, I have to look for business ideas. So that means I'm going to go outside of me and look outside of me what are the opportunities there and I've seen people do that right and it's sometimes possible but I believe you have to start from inside if you actually don't want to have that feeling that you're starting from scratch Mm -hmm. right so this is what I call the three pieces number one understand your superpowers yes and where are your your the the areas where you want to make an impact you know where are the what are your super passions what are your skills what are all the achievements you achieved like really do the inventory of what you have been achieving and once you do that then you want to look at the second p which is problem what problem does it solve because if you want to find an area where you can make an impact Well, it means that you're trying to solve a problem. Mm -hmm. And if you want to have a successful business, businesses solve problems. (laughs) So that's the other thing. So look at your skills first, your powers. And then the second one, look at what problem do you solve? And once you figure out what is that problem that you want to solve and be very specific about it, then the third P is people. People do business with people. Mm-hmm. And a, another big mistake that a lot of people do when they start businesses is to start looking for ideas that could fit everybody, right? And how can I get as many people as possible? And that's the first mistake to avoid is to actually start with a very small and specific niche, mm-hmm. because that is how you actually get quick and fast traction. And as the quote says, If you try to resonate with everybody, you will resonate with nobody. So when you find that idea, you find how you can use your special skills, what problem you solve, ask yourself who is that one ideal client that you want to serve and determine that very specific small niche that you can target so that you can have rapid traction. Because if you really manage to become the go-to expert in that niche, you'll see over time your niche will expand. And actually that's my case. I could always say I started Tandem Nomads to help expat women, expat spouses build their portable businesses. And over the years I managed to set myself as a brand in this field. And now I've managed with no effort to attract other people outside of this niche who are all interested in how to build a portable business, so you don't have to stress about not getting enough clients. First, focus on making taking all that market of that niche, and then you'll see you will have so much more traction uh, naturally outside of that niche once you manage to set yourself in that market.
0: And so, what um, what does having a good support system mean? Like, why is that important? To running an online business, and how can people find that? Because sometimes people feel isolated when they're
1: doing their business by themselves. How do they find supports? Oh God, this is such a good question, Lizanna. I hope later I'm going to answer, and I'd love to hear your take on that. I can't help it; I'm a oh. podcast. <laughs> but um, it's always good to have practical examples. But for me, a support system is everything, and especially for women, we are always here to serve others and put our needs last. And all the women that I work with, at some point I had to work with them instead of working on marketing strategies on building their support system. Because that's the thing that we've been educated that we have to serve everybody and then we take care of our stuff. And this is not how it works. One of my mentors who was a man used to tell me, you need to create your own board of directors if you want to succeed as an entrepreneur. A board of director is a bunch of people who are here for your success and only have your success in their interest. So for a woman entrepreneur, for instance, that could look in many ways, like you could first start at home, like who is helping you take care of the kids, who is helping you pick up the kids, who's helping you cook, who's helping you clean. Mm -hmm. And obviously here, there's important to talk to the partner if we're not single or parenting uh, or solo parenting. Actually, even if we are solo parenting, you want to talk to your partner as well. <laughs> um, but this is really important to start at home first, like with a, with a partner, even with the kids, with the family, with the friends, build your own village of people who are here to support you. This is so important. And then comes the other circles outside of the home, which is first the social circle, the community, that's really important. And that's where it's amazing that you're creating that community because we need that to succeed. We need a community to thrive. And it's really important to find our community as entrepreneur. Who are those like-minded people with whom we can sit down and just brainstorm, chat, learn from each other, inspire each other? It is so important. And then there's a last layer that I really want to insist on, which is once the family help once you've done all these things that are important, at some point you'll see areas of your business or your life where you need to invest. You, At some point, you want to take your life and your business seriously. You want to invest to reach those goals and build that dream that you want to build. And that's when you want to be also very diligent in how you choose the people that support you. And if you build the right community, you'll actually be able to find those people as well. but it's really important ultimately if you take your business seriously that you start investing in the professional help you need be it for health reasons be it for your own business be it for your confidence issues no matter what issues you have at some point if your community cannot fix it then go to the professionals
0: yeah sometimes we find that um well people can do things better than we can sometimes right and and we need, I feel like as women, sometimes we don't want to ask for help. It's hard to ask for help. We're too proud. I don't know. I don't know what it is, but myself, include, I'm getting better at that. But I think that we all need to remember
1: that. That's so important. Actually, there's a method, if you just Google it, that's called a nonviolent communication method that I highly recommend to ask for help. And you said something really important. You said we don't ask for help. And I don't know if you agree, Lisa, but as women, I have the feeling that sometimes we tend to think that people can guess what we need. (laughs) Is that just me? (laughs) Uh, Oh,
0: that that goes across the board. I think that like, why doesn't my husband know what I want for my birthday, for dinner, for my expectations in the house, all of the things like he should be a mind reader. What is going on here? Uh, (laughs) Yeah, give
1: them what you need. We Be need your to husband, tell your friend, yes, your family. Stop expecting people to guess, and yes. that creates so much misunderstanding, tension, frustrations. When you need something, ask for it.
0: Yes, and, and it's funny because the the more people get to know you and that are in your circle, and and the girls who work with me on wine, women, and well being, they're starting to know me a little bit better, and that mm-hmm. I will put. 500 hats on my head and try and wear them all at the same time. And then I'm, it's just like a balancing game. And, and now they'll say, Lisa, what, what do we, what do you need from us? What can we do? Mm
1: -hmm. Ask us,
0: give us a job. And I'm getting better at that. But it's funny how that once that does happen, I see how us as a community can grow and Mm -hmm. how much more we can do when we work together than just thinking that I can do it all myself, which is not best case scenario. Mm -hmm. You're surrounded by wonderful people who want to help. Let the damn people
1: help. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. I love it. And also asking, telling them how you want to be helped, right? Mm -hmm. Like she's saying, I need help is great. But the next level is saying, giving instructions. Like my yes. husband tells me, just tell me how you want me to do this. Yes.
0: We have that at our and house I'll too. Do tell, me, tell me exactly like black and white. Yeah. Yeah. Like
1: give me the instructions, give me the playbook and I'll do it. Yes. But don't just, yeah. No, no magic mind readers. Exactly. Yeah. This is such a great point that you're, thanks. Yeah. And I love that you share your example because I think that helps a lot. Um, as an entrepreneur who has been
0: at this for a while now, what keeps you going? What keeps the the fire and the magic? Because you've been doing this. How
1: long did you say? How many years? 2010, I started. Yeah. Yeah. So, oh God, I never thought about it this way. <laughs> Thank you for reminding me that I'm getting old. <laughs> <laughs> me too. Oh, God. Yeah, so it's been a long time that I've been on my like a solo entrepreneur. Um, solo entrepreneur doesn't mean that you don't have a team, by the way. That's another story that we mm-hmm. can discuss it later. Uh, but I've been an entrepreneur for, yeah, now over 10 years. What gets me going? I'm in Tandem Nomads has been now five years. And I have to say that I started a podcast and it was just a hobby at the beginning. Not a hobby, but a passion project, mm-hmm. my business. And a year a year down the and a half down the road, it picked up and I couldn't keep up with consulting and Tandem Nomads. So I had to make a drastic choice. As much as it was hard for me to give up my consulting business because it made me very insecure, but I had prepared a transition. I mean, financial goals and things like that to be able to give it up. Um, but at my heart was 100% on Tandem Nomads. So to answer your question, what gets me going um, every morning I wake up excited and I'm so lucky that every morning I never dread to go to work. I'm like, I'm like so lucky that I love to wake up. And that's the first thing I love to do and think about is my work and my clients and my community. And I think what drives me is the sense of impact, like to see the impact that this, what the, that it makes, and I keep telling my husband every day, I think we keep talking about it. I'm so lucky that I have the most amazing clients. They inspire me every single day. They go through so much challenges, so many hurdles, but they still don't give up. Like we were talking about, they're badass ladies. Like they don't give up and they just, so I can't give up if they don't give up and vice versa, right? I'm there to encourage them but they also feed me with the energy I need to keep going because I also go through hard times. I'm not, I mean, I'm, I have a great business, but it's not a straight line forward. And that's what another mistake we imagine, like success is just one line that goes up. There's many highs and lows in an entrepreneurial journey. And to be able to go through the lows and not give up you need to have a strong sense of purpose and to know what's the big why behind your business so that you can keep going even through the hardships.
0: Yes. Speaking of highs, Mm -hmm. you have been involved with Forbes magazine and their women of impact conference. Can you tell us a little bit about like how that happened and the experience and, and what you learned from that?
1: It was amazing. Uh, I was so lucky. How did that happen? I actually was in an event and I can't keep my mouth shut. (laughs) (laughs) I guess you can guess from this talk. (laughs) When I think something, when I'm passionate, I just talk. And it was this event where everybody was talking about startups and I got really mad because of the way, I don't remember all the details. I didn't even know she was a journalist, this woman from Forbes maybe I did actually I don't remember all the details anyhow I didn't care I was just speaking up of like how the startup field was you know not adequate for women and like especially at the time now it's getting better anyhow I was just speaking up of my my passion and then she's like oh what do you do and then I explained her What I do, how I try to help women through entrepreneurship to empower women and financial independence and things like that. And she was like, Oh, that's perfect because we're doing an addition on this topic. And she immediately introduced me to her boss who was in the same event. So that's how it happened. So, and her boss didn't interview me. She just wanted to have a meeting first. We had a meeting and we hit it off. We actually just hit it off right away. I even forgot that. That was. I think I also was passionate about my thing so much that it didn't look at it as, oh, this is Forbes. I looked at it, oh, this is a topic that's important. I really want them to see the point. I mean, if you're right about this, you wanna we yeah. wanna talk about the issues. So so yeah, it just came out of passion and just speaking up on something that really mattered to me. And and after that conversation, um, they interviewed me and I didn't even know that it was gonna be a cover story until it was on the cover. And the lady- No big
0: deal, front of Forbes magazine, (laughs) your face,
1: amazing. Oh my God, and they didn't tell me anything. They sent the photographer and everything, but I I thought it wasn't. And the lady actually came to New York with with the cover and gave it to me, I was like, wow, this is amazing. Uh, Well, it was- That must have been a moment. It was a moment, but honestly, okay. uh, I wonder how it would react now at the point I had this, okay, this is complete vulnerability, but my first reaction was, oh my God, in the split second after I was freaking out. Why? I think it was imposter syndrome.
0: Amel, no shit. I'm going to show you this piece of paper. Right after that, I had written down imposter syndrome question mark. That was something I wanted to ask you about. So here we go here we go <laughs> buckle up go. because it's yeah. a real thing and and thank you for being vulnerable because I don't think we talk about it enough I felt
1: I didn't I wouldn't say I felt like shit but honestly I was shaking not in an excited way but I was like <gasps> what if they discover them a scam <laughs> right why it's, do we do that I don't know I had to work through this right mm-hmm. I really had to work through this because it was really and even she was like uh you don't seem to be very excited I'm like no no no. thank you so much I'm, I'm just wondering are you sure like what ha- like like did I say something and did I mislead you <laughs> 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 it was so funny yeah so this is a big big problem Lisa among especially women but honestly men have that too uh, I think it just lasts longer with women I think than with men I know men who have it too but um yeah, I've, I've been, I read a book about this actually that I highly recommend. It's the book
0: because I was just going to ask you, like, don't, don't feel like you need an answer to this because I don't know yeah. if there is an answer, but how do we shake it? Like, how do we get rid of
1: imposter syndrome? I think we never get rid of it, first of all, but we learn to live with it and to identify that this is what it is. At the time I didn't know, right? I couldn't understand what happened to me while I was freaking out. Um, and I didn't tell you after that, they asked me, they flew me to Austria to speak for them. So, so it's just like <laughs> on stage in front of hundreds of people. And I was like, again, I was like, are you sure? Like I almost said, no, I remember. So now I'm I wish- very proud of you for
0: not saying no. Cause wouldn't that have been a mistake? I've talked to other women who say that, that they've been offered things and they don't think they deserve it. So they say no. You, if someone's offering it to you, you
1: deserve it. Take it. Yeah. And so here is to answer your question. I don't think we'd get rid of it. I think identifying it first saying, oh, this is my imposter syndrome and give it a name. You know? Give it a name to this imposter. In my case, it's Amy from Amy Jijala. I don't know if you ever heard of Amy Jijala, but um, you just type it on Google. And Amy keeps telling me nasty things. And I talk back to her. I said, Amy, stop. Stop. your Shut you up, shit. Amy. Exactly. Stop. Nobody invited you, Amy. <laughs> exactly. So let her in and then let her out. And this is how I deal with it. Right. But I think sometimes it's also good to do some work. And that's where I got some work to um, understand what are the things limiting beliefs that I've been raised with that I've also given myself like it's not just about how we've been raised sometimes we put in some thoughts in our minds and let them stay there forever Um, and working on that has been very helpful as well and I've been reading a ton of books and doing a ton of meditation doing a ton of things that today makes me feel like embrace like the impact I can make instead of shying away from it. Cause I realized if I want to make an impact for other women, I need to fully embrace my own power. I cannot help other women do that if I don't do it for myself. Yes. You didn't say the name of the book. I,
0: I got excited and started talking about
1: something oh, yes. else. The, so that- the imposter syndrome book. So it's not an imposter syndrome book, but it's more about self-sabotage. Like I've realized the more I've grown my business, the more I started self-sabotaging myself. And I started saying, okay, there's a pattern. What's happening here? And it's called The Big Leap. Oh, I have it. It's on my nightstand. From Hendrix, Hendrix something. You have it? I I have it. Did you read it?
0: I haven't actually. I started it, but I went on this kick and I was getting so excited about books. And then um, a friend of mine here in, in Alberta she owns a business that has has grown and, um, she's got stores all over Canada and she had on her Instagram, the big leap. And so I bought the book and I made a joke and I was like, look, we're doing a book club. And you didn't even know we were doing a book club, but I'm copying you because I've learned surround yourself with the people that you want to be like. Exactly. And consume the things that they're consuming. And, and that's, this is the circle I want to run with the people who are reading books like that, um, the big leap. okay, now I have to like round two go back to that book because what happens is we have a book club with Wine Woman and Well-being and I like there's so many books that I have to keep up with that I'm on audiobooks. I got the nighttime books where I actually read them. Um, so that wasn't on my list of reading, but it just
1: turned up there. and so I haven't really? di- move into it as much as I want to, but now I'm going to. I love it. You know, I, I highly recommend it. So if I want to go deeper into this, just please the do. the book, the book has been an amazing way to understand what was happening, but it didn't help me fix it, right? So then I started going on a quest. How can I reprogram my brain from doing all this stuff? And that's when I discovered another amazing book, like it's a great continuation to The Big Leap that's called um, Breaking the Habit of Being Yourself. I write that down. (laughs) Breaking the habit of being yourself. Jim Fortin. Okay. And what did we
0: learn in that book?
1: There you learn, first of all, how the brain works, how limiting beliefs are formed and how you can deprogram all of these.
0: And it worked for you, obviously, to an extent. I mean, it's probably (laughs) continuous, right? It's probably like never
1: stops a never ending learning or unlearning. And actually the more you grow, the more you have bigger things to get rid of. Mm -hmm. So yeah, so it never stops. It's a continuous journey. I mean, self-improvement is not, and that's why I love entrepreneurship. If I was not an entrepreneur, I would not try to be a better person as much as I'm trying to do now. That's true. (laughs) I think it pushes you so much further when you have your own business to try to be better at what you do and who you are. And I just learned, I always, always looking for that end goal, and I just learned, I guess I'm getting older, (laughs) that it never stops. It's a journey, and we better embrace it uh, like a journey. There's no end to this journey until we disappear from this earth, probably, or maybe later. Who knows if there's life after this? But just understanding that we will never end. I mean, we need to accept that it's a continuous self-improvement journey, continuous, and I know that I'm not even at 10% of what I still need to learn um, in my journey.
0: What's next for you, Amel? What do you have? What are the big dreams and goals? Where do you see Tandem Nomads going?
1: What do you see next for you? I feel like there is a shift happening, but I don't know yet exactly what it is. The only thing I know is that I'm serving like more and more women outside of that niche. Um, of expat partners and, and global nomads. I want to make a bigger impact um, for what I call the badass women, the women who wanted, who are hungry to make an impact and who won't find excuses to, you know, do the work and show up for themselves and the people I want to make impact for. And these are the people who I love to work with. So I think I'm, I will be more intentional about it until now I've been attracting uh, these women um naturally but maybe I'll try to be more intentional about it so that's maybe and speak up about it more yeah, put it out into the universe exactly so I I'm gonna I-
0: send you a shirt because we have we have our merch line coming out this summer and we've got a shirt that says badass babe on it oh I love you it, need
1: it. <laughs> oh please I love it. I'm going to have a photo shoot coming up soon. So I'm probably worried. There you go. (laughs) Okay. I have some of our wine, woman and well being questions for you. Are you ready?
0: Yes. If you could sit down with one woman, whether she is living or dead, who would you like to sit down for a conversation with?
1: Oh God, there's so many women. Um,
0: it's There's hard, actually right? a woman
1: who inspires me. I'm I'm just having a blackout right now. I have her name right here because I always thought about her. Just give me a second. I'll fill the air.
0: <laughs> Run. <laughs> oh, and now see this is like you've moved now. And of course the people the people listening can't see, but now I'm like, oh, I can see her her house. I'm like, what's a what's an apartment like in New York? But now that now that she's not on the screen, I can see
1: check it just checking can out your, your tour
0: if you want yeah. <laughs> your New York situation okay <sighs> no, so who words.
1: are we sitting down with I see a lot of names a lot of women etc but there is one I don't know why and, and I keep thinking about her every time because her journey has been so inspiring it's Dr. Tererai Trent Dr. can you say it ter- again ter- ter- I'm gonna spell it T-E-R-E-R-A-I and last name is Trent Terrera Trent. And what it what who is she? What does she focus on? So she's been actually featured on by by Opera, and her story. She she's an African woman who was living in poverty, and um, and at the age of fourteen, I think her mom told her that if she wanted something, she had to commit to it and make it happen, right? And she wrote a message to herself and said that she wanted to to, to be educated, first of all, and to make a difference in this world. And um, one thing led to another, it's a long story. So I recommend the book because she has a book called The Awakened Women. The Awakened Women. The Awakened Women, where she tells her story, her story, I would really not do justice to her story if I tell it. But basically, this woman has managed going from her village in Africa to actually fly herself and her son at the time to the US and she lived out of the trash bin for many years and today she's this leader who has been impacting so many women in the US and making such a difference so um inspiring story and um yeah if if I wanted to sit down with a woman it would be this one cuz I have so many questions for her i guess so. <laughs> oh. cuz i read her like her book and looked at her interviews like wow just sitting with this woman who has so much wisdom uh, and she's pretty uh, she must be in her 60s or 70s so yeah I loved I'm I just love to see women from really really unprivileged environments she's a living proof that you don't need uh, you know to start from a privileged place to actually make a difference and achieve your goals and your dreams so yeah the Awakened Women by Ter- Dr. Terera Trent. Okay. What is your go-to
0: well-being or self-care practice?
1: Oh, I have a book for that one too.
0: You've got so <laughs> many books. You are good. I'm, I'm literally writing them down. I don't know if you've noticed, but I have a pen and a paper in my hand. I love it. Okay. Self-care practice and you have a book for it. What is the book?
1: My self-care practice is to wake up early in the morning and I love to wake up uh, this quote, I don't know where I got it from, but to wake up in the morning for things that I want to do and not things that I have to do. So mm-hmm. I always wake up earlier, like 5am, to mm-hmm. do my meditation and have my time for me to prepare my breakfast, et cetera. To be honest with you, sometimes like for right now on a big production mode, I wake up early to go jump on the big pro- project that I'm working on and so that I can then focus on on other things. Right. But For me, yeah, the self-care is meditation that really helped me. I'm not a huge expert on meditation, but just stopping five to 20 minutes when I don't have time um, to breathe has made a huge difference. The other huge self-care thing that I've done that I don't know why it took me so long to do it was to actually get a therapist. Yeah. Amen to that. I got a therapist. And since, you know, I, I have a very complicated background and most importantly, I struggled with my father who's very sick and with pandemic, couldn't see my parents for a year and a half. And I really struggled with that. And mm-hmm. I couldn't focus in my business. And like I invested in the support that I needed. And that has helped a lot as well. So for me, that's self-care. Absolutely. Yeah. So so these are the two things and I two big things. But the book that I recommended is called The Miracle Morning by Hel El l Hel- El Roth, And um I wouldn't have started Tandem Nomads if it wasn't for it. Really? I've heard I've heard big
0: things about that book. And uh, Marcy, who runs our book club, she's a big fan of that book. And she, I know she wants to do it. And she's like, but it's kind of heavy. It's a big book. Um, there's a lot in it. Um, it's actually
1: not a big book. It's a lot. Like
0: not a big, not big yeah. But like there implications. were implications unpack and it's, it's, she said that that same thing, she kind of said like that book changed my
1: life. Yeah. That made was a like, huge difference. I okay. was never a morning person, never. And now I cannot function if I don't wake up. Like if I wake up after 6am for me, that's like so late. <laughs> <I'm> <laughs> I, I was fine. a member of the 5am club
0: for a little while and I read the book, the 5am club. Um, I cannot say I am currently a member of the 5am club. Uh, but there was a time where I, I definitely needed that. And I, and it is, you get, it's like stealing an hour from
1: the day. Oh, that's crazy. And yeah. On the fun note, I was on a trip with my mom and I love when my mom says, I have all my, I have all my, I'll have all the time in the world to sleep when I'm be dead. <laughs> It's true, right? <laughs> and we just woke up at four a.m. and did so many things. And by nine, we were like, "Wow, <laughs> we had so much fun!" We went biking, we went watch the sunrise, we went running, we had breakfast. I was like, and now the start is the day is starting for other people. It's like we just did it all. We did and we so, had so much. much fun. Amazing. So, yeah. So it's yeah. So that's another great for me. Self care is by making it a priority. In no matter if you do it in the morning or evening, whatever. I think that was a good question because it's really important to make it work. You can't achieve anything and you can't help anybody if you don't make it a priority. And for me, doing it in the morning before everybody wakes up and has being on other people's agenda, like I call it, is not the solution to succeed. So Amel, you gave
0: us a couple of book recommendations. Do you have, of course, like Tandem Nomads is going to be on the list, but do you have any podcast recommendations
1: oh god yes um so i'm gonna start with the one that uh i really love for those who like online businesses which is market made easy by amy porterfield for those who want to do online courses
0: market made easy
1: yes i've learned so much from her amy porterfield um the other one I love to listen to um, the NPR podcasts. For example, Hidden Brains. Oh, this is really good. Actually, I really like Hidden Brains. I, I'm really addicted. I can't be on the car if I don't listen to Hidden Brains. <laughs> so it's always different stories that have nothing to do with each other. But every time you get amazed and surprised um, and inspired by crazy stories of people you wouldn't even imagine can exist and so and people who make an impact in so many different ways okay Uh, what does sisterhood mean to you sisterhood means for me community uh wisdom and shared experience
0: lovely and last question what advice would you give to your 16-year-old self? I think she should give me
1: advice. <laughs> Why is that? Actually, it's very, I've learned that I've, over the years as I've grown old, hmm I have started becoming serious (laughs) and I have not just serious, but too concerned about life, about finances, about things like that. When I was 16, even 14, I was going for it. When I wanted something, there was nothing that could stop me. Mm. And I'm bringing that girl back. Thanks to that book, actually, uh, Breaking the Habit of Being Yourself, which is actually bringing up your real self. Um, Yeah. So I'm actually thankful to that girl. I'm really, I, when I meditate, I'm actually meditating, thinking of that girl and bringing her back because over the life we get too concerned about day-to-day stuff and we forget, you know, what drives us. And so, yeah, I don't think I have much to teach her. She's the one who taught me so much. Good. There's a picture
0: somewhere it's like a girl dancing in the rain. It's like, she's like singing or screaming or something. I can't remember exactly what it says, but it's like, don't forget about that girl. She's still inside of
1: you. Yes. She's there. And uh, it's so important that we remember who we were as a child. And I think because that's the most pure, like pure sense of who we are is there? It's not once we grow up and we get fed with all this stuff and the crap, if I don't want to be Mm -hmm. polite um that the society fills us with um so i do think that we should listen to our little selves
0: that's right that's a wonderful wonderful thing to remember and a great note to end on i Mm -hmm. want to thank you so much for your time Amel. it was lovely chatting with you and thank you for the work that you do and inspiring women to to take the shift and not be afraid of the change Embrace the
1: change. Yes. Amen to that. And Lisa, thank you for all you do. I love your energy and you inspire me as well with everything you do. You don't get scared. You just go for it. And please don't change all of it. Keep well, thank going, you because
0: I, I do get scared. I just do it anyways. I just keep. Exactly. <laughs> I think we all do. That is that imposter syndrome thing again. So we'll all just keep working on that.
1: Yes. Okay. Amen. Thank you to all of you listening. I hope that this was inspiring to you.
0: <laughs> Thanks, Amel.
1: Thank you. Bye.
0: Bye. Thanks for listening friends. If you like what you've heard subscribe and recommend us to a friend, head to winewomenwellbeing.com to find out more about what our community is all about and reach out to us on social media. We'd love to connect until next time. Stay classy, stay kind.